What's going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of Stereo Therapy. If you're new here, I'm your host, Lisa. And of course, I've got Justine right here with me. This is the show that showcases the importance of music and mental health. As always, if you'd like to support our little show, you can do so by following on any platform you are currently listening to this right now. Hit that follow button. It would really just mean a lot to us and help people find us and push this into the algorithms of people that would also enjoy this. Thank you again to anyone that has already done that. Again, just thank you, thank you, thank you. Today, our guest is artist Jack Adamant. Jack reached out to me a while ago. And again, it's that whole algorithm working because we were able to connect. He found our podcast. He enjoyed our show. And we got this wonderful conversation out of it. We spoke about Jack's first memories of falling in love with music, what he does to cope with his mental health, his own mental health journey, his music, and what's next for the new year. We loved having him on with us. And this was such a great conversation. So let's just get into it. Without any further ado, here is our conversation with Jack Adamant. Good. Nice to see you guys. Good. Yes. Nice to see you. Thanks so much for taking the time to come on. I know it's later over there for you than it is for us, so we appreciate it. Uh, not that late, actually. It's like <laughs> eight. Yeah, well, it's fine. Well, see, for me, I'm usually falling asleep on the couch around now. So, you know, you're much better than I am. So I'll take it. Um, but how's it going? How, what's going on? Uh, just ask my parents to be quiet downstairs. And uh, he said my sister and her husband, they laughed with the kids. <laughs> they don't but, want to piss me off. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. But again, like, we'll just get into it and everything. I, I mean, again, thanks so much for reaching out and wanting to come on the podcast and I remember getting your email and then um, checking out your stuff. So this is like really, I, I love that. I love that our podcast is getting out there. Um, for anyone that is maybe seeing the title of this and, and isn't familiar with you, if you just want to give a little introduction to who you are and what you're about. Uh, Jack Adamant, and uh, I've been around for a little bit, quite a while, playing music, uh, kind of indie punk or folk punk. That kind of music, I think. Trying to be peculiar, anyway. Experimenting with sound and uh, being alternative. Even now, even though I know this term is kind of gen the, the word alternative, is, it became kind of generic nowadays. So, yeah. also, it, it, yeah, almost means nothing <laughs> when you say it's an alternative rock band. I, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. Because alternative, I think even when we were doing like a 90s episode, it was like mm -hmm. alternative is it, it's there's so much to it, right? Because at one end, yeah, you yeah. have, you know, say, you know, Justine, one of your favorites too, Nine Inch Nails. And then the next <laughs> you can have someone like, um, mm -hmm. oh, gosh, I don't even know, throw a name out there, any of them like, uh, <laughs> you know, whole, you know, Courtney Love, you can have mm -hmm. such different yeah, you right. know, That's right. yeah. aspects of alternative music. So, oh, no, I love that. And I, again, I think your music is such a different type of music than we've had on yet. So that's why it's going to be really great to have some more people maybe in your direction, in your way, maybe after listening to this. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And if you were going to, I know, it's something that we do, and I know some podcasts do it. But uh, if you were to come up to someone that you know on the street wherever uh with your music mm -hmm. and you were going to describe your music in three words uh what would those three words be to best describe your music to a new listener 
Uh, I think accessibility will be the, the first one. We try to compose and to produce the kind of music that can be, uh, that people can relate to, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, easy to access. And uh, at the same time, connection, because the point for us, that's why we release music. That was the biggest struggle for me in the beginning. Like I was writing, but then I didn't want to, to release anything because I, I felt the, the fear of uh, showing too much about myself. And uh, so I kept some lyrics and some songs just for myself to, for too long. And uh, then I felt there was finally time, you know, you surround yourself with friends and people that reassure you and tell you uh, it's fine. Just even if the song is not the, the best song, it won't be the, the next Beatles song. Just mm -hmm. release it. Probably people will... Uh, will find like useful for them and find some inspiration in your music. So don't keep it for yourself, just uh, put it out there. So connecting for us is always, uh, I'm talking mainly like me and, and my drummer is the, we are the, the, the two of us has been uh, working on this Jack Adaman project for uh, so many years. And the uh, connection has always been uh, a big thing for us. When we go to shows, we try to, to talk with other musicians so, and uh, personal real life and uh, also through social medias nowadays, we always try to to get in touch with other people and to connect. And the third, I think, would be rough or raw, probably. Mm -hmm. We try to keep it consistent and uh, we like that the way we, we, we record the song should be uh simple or effective so that when we play the song live it could be there won't be like a massive difference so the song the way it's being produced should be also playable you know in a, in a live set and also it's like thinking like if other bands wants to cover us it will never happen <laughs> mm -hmm. but just it's gonna be easy for them to learn just to tune the guitar in a different way in very easy chords just easy rough i love that mm -hmm. i think that's what i like to and why it's going to be such a different sound because we've had some people that are pop punk some people that are pop some people that are right but i think you kind of have that it's just such a unique sound that i think uh that's why i was just so excited when you had reached out and i could dive into your music because admittedly i, I wasn't familiar so it was really cool it's almost like that i know i've said it before but that universe working with our podcast of pulling certain mm -hmm. different people into here um that's really cool and unique so I'll, i i think oh, all those very appreciated absolutely so we know music is like therapy to you in what ways is music therapeutic to you oh there's so much to talk about it and uh i feel that for so many years i've been uh hiding or uh all my fears and uh whatever i have i still don't know it's just you you talk with with your friends and sometimes too scared to see a therapist or someone more with more expertise I think, in that field. And uh, I think that music always helped me to understand myself because whatever I wrote like in the past, when I read it now, or at least now, I can understand more and see, oh, this is what I was experiencing or living back then. That's why I was writing those words or whatever. And uh, something has been improving in my personality because in the previous bands where 
where I was playing, they used to tell me that I was like bipolar and very moody most of the times, drastically changing in behavior. Uh, I don't know why. It's like something that you don't actually understand or you don't know this. It's like it was pretty normal for me. But then when few people start telling you the same things, then you start worrying. Like, okay, mm -hmm. that's something that I should probably think about it or worry. And uh, uh, I don't know, music has always been a uh, kind of cure for me. It helped me a lot in going through hard times, like a depression or uh, when you don't feel right and you don't know what's, go what's going on or what's happening to you. But you just feel that detaching from whatever is surrounding you and uh, focusing on uh, music or any creative creative process also painting it could be the same i guess and uh it helped and he helped a lot i think i love that i think so many can relate to that and where music speaks i mean i know justine you've spoken on that too where yeah. you know um and how we met we met each other because mm -hmm. of music but when we were going through a hard time sometimes it's like you said like maybe you don't want to go to other people or you can't but you put on your favorite song and right whatever artist it is they speak to you and i think it's such a special thing and who knows maybe your music is part of that too for somebody too and you know you don't even yeah. know it right that they're listening to that and connecting with it but it uh, I definitely agree I agree uh, it I I mean yeah. speaking of some of those artists I know um some of your influences and in doing some research on you versus anywhere from the Lemonheads Pixies yeah. and even I was shocked at this one uh Sincere Engineer you're really into in Chicago because, yes that's that those are yeah. my home I'm originally I say Chicago but 30 minutes but um yeah. from Chicago but I was shocked to see Sincere Engineer, and that makes me happy that they're getting out there too. Um, That's so cool. Oh gosh, and I mean, yeah. I uh, those artists. What I know, you're really big on to while being influenced. You want to make sure you're your own artist, uh, which I love because that's so important. And that's even us, where we get inspiration from other podcasts. We're our own, too. But what is it about those artists, or maybe even other artists we don't even know about? What is it about them? that influence you? I think that the power that they have in their sound. Actually, I love also the men's singers all oh. along the years. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. My, my kind of, yeah. I love the men's singers. Their new record is so, so good. Yeah, so good, really. And uh, Hot Mulligan, too, I think. Yeah. The, yeah, that was digging recently a lot. And but Sincere Engineer a lot. Yeah, I really love them. And uh, I don't know, it depends on the time by time. Uh, there are, you get to listen to new bands, for example, discovering new bands. Mm -hmm. uh, it opens up a new new world or a new kind of style of music. Like uh, Midwest Emo, for example, was uh, something new for me. And I discovered it through like uh, American football or tiny moving parts oh American group. yes <laughs> yeah yeah and i i really enjoyed it. and uh it, it put me like in a state of mind that uh, it makes me feel better like in, in a in a sense and uh i think it's the energy that music can uh, uh can pass or uh, the power is as i said and uh but also the about the lyrics they something that you can uh yeah, 
it makes you it changes your 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 state or whatever you are you're going through in that specific moment or time but i think the the aggression of the guitars as well maybe when they use like uh, distorted guitars and uh, screaming vocals I don't like when they scream from the from the beginning to till the very end of a song. But I like, that's why probably I like uh, Sincere Engineer a lot mm-hmm. because it's it's mixed, so it's very ah, uh, well, it's very peculiar. It's uh, it's different than anything else out there. Yeah, I love how that you're speaking my language with American football, mm-hmm. tiny moving parts, all that hot mulligan. Uh, yeah. People giving me a hard time on our last episode on the year end. I didn't have Hot Mulligan on their record um, Mm. for the end of the year. But I was like, I forgot it. But I love that record. And I love what they're doing, too. And I think uh, Sincere Engineer is just one of those unique bands right now with Deanna and her vocals alone. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do next because... They're, they're a band admittedly I want to get on here one day. We'll see one day, but... Um, I think just... it's easier for you guys out there because I, I don't yeah. think that they're coming to Europe, at least for the for the time being. Yeah, I don't think they are. And that's what stinks yeah. too. Like as much as like that music is hitting those places, it's interesting that... And again, there's probably so much as far as booking and things like of that nature yeah. that goes into yeah. that, but hopefully they'll get out your way and you can catch them because that would be so cool. It must be expensive as well, traveling, oh. I think, abroad. Oh. Yeah. oh, yeah. And either way, even if you wanted to come out here, I'm sure it's the same way. You know, it's just as expensive yeah, yeah. and there's so much involved in that, which maybe they'll fix that one day so we can all connect, which would be really cool. What are some of those first memories of falling in love with music? Oh, that's such a great question. Uh, I just remember my mom, She she's probably was the main influence for me. She had like this boom box and uh, talking about the nineties here. And she's she so she was playing like cassettes, tapes, or uh, any kind of folk music and uh, and the radio, radio stations like uh, nowadays everything is happening on Spotify and uh, social medias and uh, back then it was like a, a radio. Probably there yeah. was like a radio show and they were interviewing people or uh, anyone like uh, listening from a car and uh getting onto the in a show and chatting about life it was very real something that i don't feel is like that anymore you know you feel a little bit too cold sometimes just listening to a playlist on spotify that someone passed it over and uh yeah i remember her and she was like uh, singing on those tunes and uh and I was just following her and trying to replicate whatever she was doing, like a little kid, and uh, dancing a little bit. Uh, so she's always been more supporting than anybody else in my family. I'm talking about grandparents and uh, or uncles, they they didn't really see anything uh, valuable in uh, focusing on playing music or becoming a musician. It's like they, they were things more important in life than the music. And uh, so they couldn't see why I was so interested and uh, so obsessed with uh, with music and writing songs. Because most of the bands, uh, I think I remember back in the days, it, it depends or if you're coming from like a, a big city or I'm coming from like a, a small village. And I just remember like uh, lots of uh, cover bands. 
It's like, what was the biggest band? Oasis, Blur, and it's like every band, every local band, they were playing their songs. Mm-hmm. I did it too, to get like a, a place to, to get hired in a, in a band as well. It was always like boring for me because I wanted to express myself and to, to say what I was experiencing in life. And uh, I had so much to say. Actually, I was not really able to, to tell anybody uh, close to me or around me, my family included, but through songs like writing on a notebook or on a piece of paper, it was relieving for me. And uh, I remember I wanted to write my, my own songs since like since the very beginning. Yeah, but my mom, yeah, I will say she was the, the biggest influence and the, the reason why I started like with music. I know a big reason why I got into music was my mom too. Again, like you described riding in the car, like my mom would play anything from, oh gosh, like uh, Tom Petty to uh, Bon Jovi to, I mean, just anything, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she was into Alanis Morissette in the 90s, but because of my mom and having all that stuff in the car, it was like my radar, like Justine's, I, we've talked about it where she is, she was more in the boy band at times in the nineties. And I love that about her, but me, I just didn't. And I think because not that I hated that music, but I think I just, I, the alternative and um, those rock anthems hit because my mom, it was her. It's what I was around. It's what I knew. It's what I grew to love. I think that's so interesting too, that, uh, you know, different people can have a similar experience, like their parents. I think a lot of us growing up, I know, Justine, you've talked about too, like your dad is a big yeah, reason for me, too. It's my dad. Yeah, my dad always had music playing in the house, but also he played violin. So he like encouraged us mm. a lot to play an instrument. So I got it from my dad for sure. I was raised with classical music playing, but also wow. classic rock. So like um, Jimi Hendrix and um toto <laughs> toto was yeah cool, cool. <laughs> so see i so i loved classical music i was in the boy bands too but like <laughs> i think because i heard rock a lot you know that like i have to be different came out so i listened to the boy bands you know but it makes yeah, sense. my dad it makes sense. Yeah. was a big thing for me it was my dad so even talking about music and being a musician how does that I mean, whether it's positive or negative, how does that kind of take a toll on your mental health? Or does it really just like we've talked about earlier, just aid your mental health? Or are there moments when maybe you're putting out music and it impacts it in a different way? Uh, I should say that as my mom, she influenced me about music. I think I got from my mom anxiety as well. She's Mm -hmm. a very anxious person my little sister too so i don't know obsessed with tiny details or whatever is happening the the, the tiniest thing it becomes like a, a gigantic thing all yeah. of a sudden and start like overthinking and something that i didn't want to accept but it, it was my shoe i know so i, I just have to deal with it uh i don't know inside it could be checking the stove multiple times and yeah. I was just ignoring, like leaving the apartment, locking the door, and then playing with the handle there to see if it's actually locked. Mm-hmm. 
it, in the beginning it was only one time then like two times three times and now just some filming every the, the, the overall process from closing the door locking and <laughs> double checking the, uh, the the door is actually closed i know sounds crazy but no it doesn't sound crazy yeah. i can relate yeah. to that so oh, yeah. much <laughs> I, to this day i do the same thing as the stove where um even yeah my fiance stays up a lot later than i do but i'll be like if i cooked that day and i'm going mm -hmm. to bed i'm like oh, i checked the stove but now i know i checked it multiple times uh but i'll be going to bed and i'll be like hey like you know text from upstairs can you check the stove again and He's like, we cooked like hours ago. What are you talking about? Yeah, know, the door is the number one thing too. And I know it's it's very relatable. And I think a lot more people go through that. And I, yeah. I thank you for sharing that because I think a lot more people hear that there immediately when you said that, I'm like, oh, I don't, that's me to a T. And I know Justine, I don't know if you can, can you relate to that? Oh, definitely. Like yeah. hair straightener. Gotta make sure the hair straightener was undone. Um. I'm always worried that the door, if I go out to like take the dog out, I'm like, oh my God, did I lock the door on accident? Because I've yeah. been locked out so many times. Um, that happened to me too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like stuff like that all the time. I deal with that all the time as well. For sure. No, but it's like yesterday night, I was talking with a, with a friend of mine. She's called Angela. And uh, yeah, she works in this kind of field. And jokingly, we were talking about me filming and I was showing her the video on the mobile because she couldn't believe me it's like this is too crazy why are you filming or taking pictures of the of the room you the light is off so it's a it's a pitch black picture that you're showing me but it, it reassures me it makes me feel better that i know that it's uh that when i left the apartment there was actually no thing it actually was off. no no i'm sure <laughs> it was off <laughs> And that, that was the way I was playing with her. And she said, yeah, but don't underestimate this thing because like, uh, it's going to get worse. So the more you are allowing yourself in, uh, in doing so, like uh, triple checking the door, for example, is not going to get any better. It's going to be like uh, next year, it will be like four times or maybe next month. You don't know. So it's actually, as she was telling me, it's like, uh, we, you need to actually take time of thinking what, what you're doing and kind of forcing yourself is like uh, okay the door is closed and then it's like relaxing and thinking yeah i'm sure i don't have to check and then you have to do it like multiple times the same procedure and it's gonna help then you feel like uh, okay now i'm back to stage one that was the uh, the thing but i wrote a song about this and it was like uh, brush your teeth with your smile it's like facing uh, your yeah, though, your daily life or uh, ordinary, ordinary life, starting from the morning, like simple things like uh, brushing your teeth could be like uh, uh, a challenge for for somebody. And uh, the the fact that you do it like uh, with a positive mindset helps a little bit, like uh, facing things during your day, being positive and uh, trying to see simple things like a, a big achievement. Like uh, also like uh, congratulating, complimenting yourself for uh, achieving something, it helps. And it's like, uh, there was the song about like, um, it's really helpful. Like when, when you talk with other people that actually experience the same, experiencing the same thing, because it makes you feel uh, 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 more worth it than you, than, than you think. And the fact that other people are experiencing the same issue 
you feel like, uh, okay, I can talk with them. It's not a problem. I don't think that they will judge me for who I am. I don't know if it's the same for you there. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I mean, that was, um, it's funny because you took one of my questions was about that song. Um, <laughs> and the best approach that you said it beautifully, but I, I think it's, it is. And that's why we wanted to start the podcast too. And that connection with music and mental health, because I know I've had my own struggles um, with anxiety and um, potentially undiagnosed ADHD, maybe even where, I'm trying to take those steps to get that. And having Justine share her journey too, it was like even us two together, mm -hmm. but anyone we have on in some way, they relate so much. And even mm -hmm. like you bringing up like brushing your teeth, I think so many people don't realize how those little things uh, really affect you and yeah. how maybe when you're having a tough time or even like brushing your teeth or taking a shower is another one of them yeah. that- yeah people may say, oh, you know, that's really, that's gross. Or that's, well, how could you not? But you've maybe you've never been in that place where it, uh, it just consumes you and even getting out of bed. So I think that it's so important to have that. And people like you that are using a song like that too, to address that. And that, and I love what you said too, about trying to be positive too, about like an accomplishment, like, okay, today, you know, I brushed my teeth or today I did this and that's what we try to do too and say that maybe the day was a little bit not good mental health wise but we accomplished whatever it was or maybe we checked this one last time so I think that's so important you brought that up oh, cheers uh what Number. tools do you use to cope when you are struggling with your mental health uh as we said before listening to music it's a it's a crucial thing for me and uh, I remember that they used to use like dookie by the Green Day as a cure mm -hmm. it really helped me a lot. It's like, or a uh, neutral milk hotel. Mm -hmm. It's like, I used to listen to them a lot and yes. um, yeah, it was really healing, whatever was happening to me. And, uh, I know other bands like, uh, Dinosaur Jr. Bob Mold or Cloud Nothings, but something very, uh, fast, powerful punk. I know it's just, uh, I was talking with my parents about this as well. Like, uh, and uh, they said, well, don't you think that classical music should be more useful for you? I said, no, it doesn't work for me. I don't know why, but <laughs> it makes me more sad. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, so I'll, I'll stick with the punk music from now on. And sincere engineers, like, or uh, as we said, American football as well. It's like uh, recently when I listened to them, I feel much better. I, 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 I love that yeah. <laughs> I can relate a lot to that because I'm a huge Green Day fan because um, me and Lisa talked about that a lot and because uh, like I mentioned my dad played classical music a lot in the house and mm -hmm. we were always taught that classical music was to like calm you down but for me it did not do that it like you said it's just it makes you more sad than anything and I've talked about it before, even with Lisa, where it's like a lot of times I skip slow songs because I don't want to listen to things that are slower. I need to listen to things that are really fast paced or upbeat or sometimes angry. Um, because like if I listen to sad songs, then I might get too in my feelings and like too sad when I'm already down, you know? So I love that you mentioned that. I can totally relate. 
No, but I really wanted to mention it because I was listening recently to a lot of your podcasts, and uh, I, I'm going I'm to tell this. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to lift it up when I when I'll be there. And uh, yeah, it's incredible how music can uh, can heal, can help. It's like uh, I thought that it was only me about uh, in the beginning uh, experiencing uh, music as a kind of a cure, but then it just uh, it's not only me. Just the, it's a real thing. Definitely is. Like I, uh, you know, like in being anxious, it's weird. Like I, the most place I'm not anxious is if I'm seeing like a show in a crowded venue where most mm -hmm. people would say, wouldn't you be anxious? Like going there or going to the city and going inside and not at all, but get me into a grocery store or another crowded place. Oh yeah, no, it is. But it's something special about that. And I think it is that healing energy of it that maybe calms because otherwise I probably would be really more anxious but for some reason get me in a dark venue with people that are like me and I'm the most at ease yeah we don't feel out of the place no it, it is it's like yeah. you have a place and you know uh even talking about uh obscure places and cupboards you actually recorded a couple interesting places I was looking mm -hmm. into where uh what was that experience like? I think it was a little bit the the pandemic, that mm -hmm. time, the isolation, and the, something that I never experienced before. Mm -hmm. And it was very depressive and uh, a lot of frustration. And we don't know how to, to use that time in a productive way. And uh, yeah, you ended up in, that, in those sort of places where your mind, uh, it's... Uh, it's full like of fears and um, stark. You want to get out of there, but it's complicated. And uh, we found that like writing songs and writing about it could, could help us. And uh, yeah, mainly me. Just um, I felt like uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to focus on uh, on writing songs and uh, and not thinking too much, overthinking too much about all, all other sort of things. Otherwise, it's like it's gonna be only worse. And um, yeah, any any help? I think obscure places is just uh, for for me mainly means the the places where 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 our minds get stuck, and uh, you feel that just uh, there are no windows, no doors. It's like you're just in this place, and you cannot get out of there. And if you if you and if you dwell, or if you get stuck there for too long, yeah, it's destructive. Yeah, he's gonna you're gonna hurt yourself and you don't know what's gonna happen next. So time to time, you know, when you you overthink about stuff and then it's like you ended up in this kind of obscure place, mainly with your mind. And um, and then I know that I have to take a rest, I have to give a sort of rest to my mind. And the only way just uh, yeah, for example, you go for a walk or you read something, you you have to do something completely different. Just get out of there and uh, um, yeah. So it's like your brain needs oxygen and, and if you give it to it only for a few minutes, it's gonna help much more. But I don't know, it's complicated because it's like sometimes I felt that I was stuck in that kind of phase scenario for too long and I, I couldn't go out because I couldn't see any exit. So I was just there. Uh, everything was dark, too dark. During that time, too, of the pandemic, I think a lot of people, I mean, that's when mental health 
really got the forefront, at least over here, where people were starting to pay attention and how bad it can get. Um, I hope that the conversation would continue. I, I feel like sometimes here people have forgotten um, that sometimes you do feel that way, like you were just describing, where there's, there's, it's, it's hard and it's tough. And I think mm. I, I hope that we can continue, whether it's this conversation or other conversations we have with people that we open those doors to the mental health because it's so important. And I'm, I'm glad that music has been there for you in your life during those times. I know Justine too, it's been there. And a lot of people that listen to this, I'd like to think are the same way. Oh, just thank you for sharing that. I think that's, it's so important. And I think someone hearing that might feel less alone because we've all been in that kind of space before. No, well, I really love your podcast because listening to it, I, I feel like uh, there are people out there that they feel the same. So I'm not alone. And the fact that you, I don't feel that I'm, I'm the only one like having this kind of issues, it feels like less that you have issues. I don't know. I feel less bad. Yeah, you know, in a way. But anyway, in this record, Obscure Places and, and Cupboards, there are a lot of songs that encourage you to react, like you first, and uh, to get to, to try to be in a, in a better mood or to be positive and, uh, yeah, to get a reaction to, in a sort of way kind of just goes into what you just said about like um one of the songs um itchy memories is one of those ones that i think it almost reminded me i know um in doing again some research and mm -hmm. um you speaking with vents magazine about kind of the song and how we all have those memories that maybe we'd like to not have like maybe i'm thinking of like eternal sunshine spotless mind where you want to wipe it clean because you just mm -hmm. don't want to remember but how important it is to get through it and get to a place to accept it that they're there and they're going to be there in some way whether positive or negative and I just loved that and I think we can all relate to that and um for you do you think getting that out there was such an important message to get out there because I think we're all we've all felt that way yeah I felt a little bit ashamed when I was when I wrote that song it's like uh... Sometimes it feels too personal and you don't want to share it. And then I talk with the, with Jed, the drummer and other friends. And it's like, uh, there's this song. It's like, uh, I don't know. And they encourage you. It's like, uh, no, I think this is a good message. People can relate to this one. Just don't keep it for yourself. Just uh, put it out there. And each memories. Every, everyone has it, you know. Yeah. Like I said, it brought me yeah. back to Eternal Sunshine, right? Right away, that <laughs> idea of... We've all been there. And, and that's one of my favorite yeah. movies that it just reminded me of that, listening to yeah, that right. and then reading what you said about the song. I was like, oh, I can see this, like mm -hmm. listening to this. And it, it is, it's one of those things I think I can apply it. And I'm sure maybe someone hearing this too can apply it to their life of certain memories or certain things they've overcome and um, how it's important that it's just, I guess it's part of our journey in a way, um, even if it doesn't feel that way. And it's really hard a hard memory or a hard thing in your life um maybe somehow it's it fits in the bigger piece of a puzzle or something to add to your yeah, been... story <laughs> oh well, absolutely you're right and uh, it's also like when you feel that a god or any kind of religion you don't feel that can help in that mm -hmm. specific moment so you don't believe in anything not because you're not religious it's just because don't you don't and trust in anything, not even in yourself. Yeah, and I know 
Justine and I, we've been there. We've had that conversation too, or sometimes it's you're in a spot too, where you don't know what to believe or what to do. Um, so, uh, just so many good things you're saying in here. I can't wait to have this out, but, uh, yeah. Um, what would you say has been your proudest moment of the releases you've had so far? Oh, this one, I think, uh, Obscure Poison Cupboards was the, the proudest moment, I think. And all the reviews and people that could relate to those songs. And you felt like after so many years, it's like, uh, okay, now we are touching base. We are going somewhere, reaching like a big result. And people are noticing us. There was like uh, something for me very important. It's like, uh, but as you said, it's like when you, when you talk with people and they, they say that thanks to that song, thanks to you first or each memories, uh, um thanks to that kind of message they they feel like a better person or they think they understood something more about themselves it's like uh, it makes me proud of what we are doing and uh, it gives me the strength to keep doing this it's like okay then if i'm writing new songs probably i i should release them or i should keep writing because there, there will be someone up out there that is waiting for them or those songs can help someone Oh, such a big moment for us is like when we released that one, the record. And now we're working on new songs and uh, uh, reviewing some old ones because like uh, when we released Obscure Place and Cupboards, we had so many songs in uh, in store and most of them, they, they were produced, but we decided only 10 will, uh, will be released in, in this record and the rest of them will be just left behind and probably reconsider it in the future and that this is what what is happening also the sound now is changing a little bit we is, is moving more to to shoegaze sound compared to the to the past and we just go with our guts and feeling and i felt mainly that i wanted to change the sound a little bit for the for the next record yeah it, it was all right so we know you have a new single coming out what can you tell us about that? Uh, the new one. I think you are the the first one listening yes. to that one. Yes, yes. Like you sent it <laughs> on <out> over. <laughs> yeah, the exclusivity. And uh, I don't know. I've been talking with Jed about releasing a new a new song because, like, um, we felt the pressure that is like uh, obscure places in cupboards now is too old. Mm -hmm. It's like already too old. It's like people have zero interest in uh, in talking about it. So we and we have been on and off a little bit, just some acoustic versions or stripped down versions of these old songs. We wanted to release something new, and uh, uh, "Stuck and Paralyzed" will be the the first single that we we are going to release this month, uh, together with a cover of "The Cure." Uh, Friday, I'm in love. And uh, the song is about uh, social anxiety, I should say. And uh, it's been written every time that I was in those clubs in a corner, left alone, and didn't feel that I wanted to chat with uh, anyone. Yeah, you know, you leave the apartment knowing or just telling, repeating yourself, I'm going to go to this club. I'm going to go to this, to this concert and I had to force myself in talking with at least three people. But then you ended up there and you feel like too shy or insecure. 
and uh, you are just you, you just want to listen to the band and go home. And actually, this is was the was about the song that I was when I was writing because it's been written written and rewritten too many times a little bit. Just but small adjustments in the in the lyrics, and that was it. And uh, and I think the message is like uh, try to get out of your uh, comfort zone or um, social media life and try to enjoy a little bit more your real life because it's uh, it's there that everything's revolves and so you won't feel that you've been wasting time just uh, because sometimes at least for me it's like when i'm spending too much time home in front of a computer or chatting with people that you don't don't feel that sort of like a connection or you don't feel like uh, you are doing something that more valuable than meeting actually in, in person with the with those people and sometimes it's just enough to say uh but why don't we meet tomorrow instead of being here chatting like uh and it works it's like uh i think we, we feel too comfy uh sometimes in typing or texting it's like uh it's, uh doesn't take too much energy but i don't think that is good for us I agree. Even with the podcast, I find myself, I have to pull myself away. And as much as I don't like social media, um, unfortunately, you have to have it. But uh, mm -hmm. it, because you have to get your stuff out there. And it's like, okay, I got to do a TikTok. I got to do a reel because that's what Instagram wants and things of that nature. And uh, you do. I have to push myself constantly. Like, okay, you know what? Step away from this and the editing and the podcast and go out and talk to your friends or, or, or whatever you're going to go do a walk, whatever, and, um, break away from it and, and kind of yeah, go out of yeah. your comfort zone or whatever it is and get, get away from that as much as it's great. I mean, although it's not being a musician, you're still, I can relate to like where you're, uh, or just being like you said, in one of those clubs where you go and you're excited and there, as much as I've said, I'm less anxious in a concert Place. there have been moments where I go and I just want to hang in the back I'm all by myself if I go alone and what am I doing I'm on my phone right instead of the interaction maybe I could have so there's moments of that I can definitely relate to where no but I like that I'm here preaching it's like uh, go out of your comfort zone go to a talk to people and then I will be the first one not talking to anyone oh yeah 100% <laughs> too right I find even with our podcast I always like to say too in the podcast too look even though I say that look we are still a work in the progress too like I know like mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like oh I should really practice what I what I try to tell other people too that I think it's a balance <laughs> yeah but it I mean again I and again thank you for sending this single over it was really exciting and um sharing that and I can't wait for that to proper properly be out there um as far what as did you I think I liked it. I liked that it was very different than other stuff. And I did get that shoegaze vibe. Um, and I'm a big Cure fan. I love the Cure. Um, and I was just like, you know, I think this, that's going to be one that I think where maybe if something didn't hit for somebody, which I don't know why, because it's that, I like your vibe. I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. I was like, this is okay. Like this is this is going to be good. This is going to be good for them. So I'm really, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I listened to it right away when I got it. I was like, oh, I can listen to this while I'm driving today. So it was so, so good. And I, I think shoegaze is now one of those genres that is um, a lot more people are getting into, which is really interesting. And that's why I think, I think that one's going to really hit really well. I, yeah. I think so. <laughs> 
I think the songs that we have in store, they're more shoegaze in this one. This one is still like more punkish, mm-hmm. so in line with the, with our old style. But Jed drew the, the cover and uh, oh. trying to, uh, yeah, to represent this kind of uh, the main character that is got stuck and paralyzed because of social anxiety. And it, it's, yeah. it's relatable. Like I said, like I struggle mm. with it. I know Justine does. I know other people have reached out. So looking forward to that. And as far as, you know, we are, we are right there for like 2024. Besides the single coming out, are there any big plans for the new year for you for musically? Are you, you know, any touring, any shows, anything you can talk about maybe at least? Uh, I think we, we were planning to do some shows and some rehearsing and uh, recording like uh, this December. But then Jed felt that he needed some time apart from the band, a little bit of rest. And uh, yeah, he deserves it. He, he works a lot on uh, on this project as well. So I, I think I'll be uh, teaming up with Vix, the guy playing bass in uh, in our band. And uh, we need to re-record some, some parts and... Uh, try to to understand what kind of songs will uh, will make it to the next record. We didn't come up with the title of the record yet. We don't know how many tracks will be in this next record. We feel very anxious and uh, we feel like uh, we want to release like uh, a full record again next year. But but we don't know when uh, mm-hmm. when this will happen and uh, if it will be doable manageable to do like in the the next months. But for sure, like spending time to, together with the band, enjoying the time together. It's like sometimes I, I keep repeating them. No stress. It's like we, we don't need to be the next Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. It's like it's fine, whatever we do. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. No big expectations. So keep doing whatever we, we're doing. Keep it simple. And uh, uh, it's a struggle to be like an independent band as well. But we want to try to uh, to make a music video for uh, for this one. I, be, I already started like... Uh, putting some uh yeah some videos together like uh tr- try to make something a little bit trippy uh, we'll see what that will, will be and um yeah recording new songs and uh and playing shows uh, i now i'm in italy but soon i'll be back in um uh, in stockholm sweden and uh, both jad is in the in the north of italy vix is in the south of italy and it's just three of us, and it feels like uh, the perfect number for us and uh, for this kind of project. It's like it's more manageable. I always felt when you are too many in a band, then uh, it can be complicated a little bit. Just, And I'm a control freak, so I feel that I can take care of them if it's just few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, playing shows for sure as well. Oh, that's great. That's like, uh, we just appreciate you taking time today and coming on here and sharing your story of how music has made an impact and a little more about your music that I, I hope everyone listening checks out. I'll have all the links, but if anybody wanted to find you and say that they like to just listen and then look um, versus read a link, where can people find you and your music if they want to find you? Uh, there is a Spotify for sure. You can listen to my music there. There are social medias like uh, we have Instagram, we have like TikTok, Twitter, or 
Facebook as well still. I don't know if bands still use Facebook. Yeah. People <laughs> <laughs> I know an it's oldie. it's <laughs> yeah I know now that's like the old one like even me I'm barely on our Facebook but I try I keep going there Yeah, YouTube as well, and uh, we have a website, uh, com. so everything is there. So very easy to to find this, uh, oh, this band, <laughs> Jack Adamant, perfect there. <laughs> uh, perfect good I'll, I'll make sure i post all those links and all that and again thank you so much for coming on and taking time this evening for you and in again this um this will be going out tuesday i mean it's going to be out when people are listening to this but i'm really excited um to have this out here and again thank you so much for connecting with us and sending that email and and um this has just been a great conversation and I appreciate your time Thank you so much for having me. It means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk soon and I'll, we'll, t we'll be in touch. Whatever new music is going on, we'll be in touch. Yeah. All right, guys. And that was our conversation with the artist, Jack Adamant. Again, such a great conversation. And it really, it just really made Justine and I see that no matter how far away you are in distance, in any aspect, you can connect over music and mental health because there were so many similarities, whether it was Jack living uh, American football, Midwest emo to his own mental health journey and so many things we could relate to. So that's what the show is all about. So it was really, really cool to connect with someone on that level. As always, I'll have all links below in the description, but you know, as always in the episodes, we also have it in there. So if you want to, you're one of those people that likes to listen and then find it, you're all set. But guys, we got one more episode left next week before we take a little break for the holidays. So it's crazy to think that we are here. It is holiday time. Hope whatever you're doing to gear up for that, you are doing well, you're doing well in your own mental health journey. You're listening to good music finding time to relax and just take a deep breath as we go into this holiday season. But as always, you will hear Justine and I next Tuesday, bright and early, but all right. Bye guys.